This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome back to RM Podcast FL. This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and yes, it's Tuesday, therefore we get a new dosage of knowledge. Before we do, actually jump to today's interview with the amazing Lisa Ryan that specializes on employee engagement, employee acquisition, retention, gratitude strategies, and a lot more that absolutely every business can definitely take advantage of, especially, especially working virtually nowadays. I want to remind you guys to actually go ahead and subscribe to connectwithromina.com so you can make sure you stay up to date with our articles as well as with the online course that we are launching out soon. And of course, my RM Podcast FL listeners will be able to receive an amazing promotion. So make sure to stay up to date for that one, you guys. We are just weeks away to launch the new course. That's all I have to tell you. But without losing any time, let's actually go ahead and dive into today's interview with Lisa Ryan. We talk about how to keep the top talent in the house, especially with the recruiters hunting new talents with no borders. Because yes, you can work virtually and technically you do not have to even leave at the city or the state to where the business is operating. But what can you do as an employee to actually make sure that you can still get promoted or still receive a salary increase and definitely stand out compared to the other employees in your business? As well as to the executive leaders, what can they do to help the employees? Employees actually go ahead and transfer their culture, mission, vision, even though they would be hired virtually and don't necessarily have their co-workers around to get the full vibe of what the business culture is about. I definitely don't want to spoil the episode for you guys. I want you to go ahead and enjoy the interview. Go ahead and reach out to Lisa if you do have any questions. Tell her Romina sends you. Connect with Lisa on LinkedIn and make sure to also give us a five-star review. Tell us how awesome we are doing if you're listening for Apple Podcasts. So without losing any time, let's dive into the interview. I don't have anything else to say, but enjoy. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to RM Podcast FL. Yes, this is your favorite podcaster. We have another awesome episode today. We have Lisa Ryan today. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hey, I am fantastic. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being a part of the show, number one. And it is Monday, almost five o'clock here. So thank you on a busy Monday finding time for us. Oh, you're very welcome. But without losing any time, I definitely want to pass on the mic to you. Tell us a little bit younger to today, how awesome you are. Tell us exactly what do you do, dear. <laughs> well, I have a company called Gratigy, which stands for Gratitude Strategies. I was a full-time professional speaker until, you know, COVID hit. <laughs> and so now I've kind of taken my business online. And really, I work with companies to help them keep their top talent from becoming someone else's. And even though we're going into like with COVID and everything else that has happened this year, it's more important than ever to focus on employees. And even though we have high unemployment, you know, and and maybe it's easier to find people, it's really not. The good people that you have, it's more important than ever for you to figure out how to keep them. And that's what I do to help my clients now more virtually than ever before. And, and I love it because this is something that we have not covered on the podcast at least before. We should definitely do so. You know, employee engagement and keeping your top talent, it's super important. But now with COVID, it just makes things even more complicated because it's something yeah. that 
we never met before. Like technology has never been this advanced and now we have COVID. So we definitely want to talk a little bit about employee engagement, technology distraction. So first I wanted to ask you about employee flexibility, because if you were to, for example, to tell me last year, like, hey, this is where we'll be today. Like, I would say, like, what are you on? This isn't saying no way people are going to be this flexible or even corporates. Right. So what do you, why do you think we've turned so flexible? Is it kind of without knowing we've prepared for this stage? Well, or? I think that COVID has really sped up the entire process. Things that we're doing now, we're probably three, four, five years ahead of where we would have been. For example, when my husband, who's been furloughed since Easter, he is in accounting for a manufacturing company in cost mm -hmm. accounting. And his whole thing in the 12 years that he was there is, oh, I can't work from home. I have to be on site. You know, I have to be able to walk through the plants. And yet for the first two weeks that he was on furlough, he worked from home. So a lot of companies are now discovering that people that they never thought could work from home before now all of a sudden can. And it's just become part of life. You figure it out. In February, I was hired to work with a local minister on his presentation skills. And I was supposed to go to the church and watch him speak and give him feedback and everything. And then, of course, we know COVID hit in March. And so church services were closed and we did all of our coaching virtually. Mm -hmm. But what happened is they started doing their church services on Facebook Live. Now, if I would have told this minister back in January, I know what you should do. You know, have your services on Facebook Live because then what it'll do is it'll expand the reach. You got people in the pews and people all over the country. He would have said, Lisa, that is crazy talk. We have an older congregation. They're not on Facebook. They don't like technology. That'll never work. And what happened? Look at where we're at. <laughs> yeah, they went from having 50 people in the pews to having 350 people all over the country tuning in on Sundays. So all the things that we thought like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we have been forced into it? And the, the best part is the technology is getting easier and easier to use. And so there's no longer an excuse not to use it. That is very true. If somebody says like, oh, I don't know how to use Facebook or Instagram. It's like, take an hour, you know, or sit down one day, watch YouTube videos over it. Like you don't even, you know, it's simple. And once you get down to the ABCs, you'll be fine. But I feel like we complicate things sometimes. That's why right. this is like the, the cut, like this is the ultimatum. Like just now I'm just going to throw it in the bunch. Like you have to do it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to try things. I mean, you go to Facebook and holy cow, there's a little button that says live. Click that. You go live. <laughs> and if you mess up and, and you then just click the button and end the broadcast. It's yeah. not, you know, when I look at the technology, even like here on Zoom, or I use StreamYard, which is basically a full-fledged production studio. Zoom is pretty close to one. Yeah. StreamYard is really great for live sessions with comments and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it's, if we would have looked just a few short years ago, that would have been tens of thousands of dollars of technology that w you and I can both do by ourselves in our house with yeah. no other help unless we choose to have help. Oh my goodness. Well, one thing I regret with Zoom is I started using Zoom last June when I started doing the podcast because people are everywhere. I regret not buying stocks 
because they were like at eighty dollars. <laughs> now they're like five hundred something. So that's what we know. <laughs> oh, if only we would have known. And the thing too, and not to you know do a big sales promo on them, but they they've done everything right. You know, when they had um, some security issues, they fixed it. First day of school, Zoom went down you get an email from the president of the company explaining what happened. And even though we're talking about Zoom, this is exactly how business needs to be today. Because if your company messes up, if something happens with a tech glitch, instead of hiding from it, tell your people, be vulnerable, be human. Yeah. Because we're all going through it right now. That is very true. Yeah, you have to be very transparent too. And Zoom has done a great job with it. I would, I would say Skype probably still doesn't know there is a virus going on because they haven't done nothing. <laughs> but that's a different topic. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is Skype had the exact same opportunities that Zoom did. Yep. Just like, you know, Blockbuster had the exact same opportunities Netflix, Netflix did. Yeah. I mean, we can go on and on and on. But when we look at the technology that we're exposed to today, the people are saying, oh, this is just going to, this is going to go away as soon as the virus goes away, which I really hope is soon. <laughs> but it, it's not. So learn it. Suck it up and learn. Yeah, I hope this goes away because I miss hugging people. I'm a hugger. I do too. Like, oh, man. First time, hi. Albanian hugger, Yes all that <laughs> me too. this is darn near killing me so. oh my goodness well i did want to talk a little bit also about the work-life balance because we you know like a full-time job let's say nine to five which is millions of people that work that job companies are striving to find the best work-life balance for their employees but right now there's no really work-life balance even though you spend most of your waking hours before at work now you're at home you might be at the corner in the kitchen or another bedroom but you're at home what, right. How can employees find that balance the best that they can so they don't lose their, uh, I would say their calmness or yeah. try to find their zen, even like those 15 yeah. minute breaks sometimes, you know, they might have to like run, do an errand. What, what right. can employees do? Well, and that part of that comes from the leadership team because we need boundaries. I've been working out of my house since 1997. I mean, I'm used to it. Once in a while, I'll throw in a load of laundry. When I'm working, I work. Now, the nice thing about working from home is that it's always there. But the bad part about working from home is that it's literally always there. So if you as a manager decide to send your employees an email or a text at three o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep, that employee is like, oh, no, I, I, I got to be on 24-7. You know, we need boundaries. And management needs to set that where we have hours that we're working that we are not texting we're not getting in touch with our employees you know we're giving them that time because they're dealing with their kids are their kids going to be in school is it going to be hybrid are they going back live what's going on can i go see my parents in the facility in the facility can i go see my parents if i went to a restaurant last week and now i'm not allowed to see them for two weeks we have all these different stress levels that we've never had to deal with before and if leadership at companies are only looking at this like, well, did you get the job done? Why didn't you get your work done? It's not working. We have to reach out to our employees as humans, connect with them. How are you doing? Do you have what you need? How's your kids? How's your mom? And having that human connection that maybe they didn't have as much before. So you're saying discipline is absolutely very important on the employee part and on the, the employer's part. Absolutely. 
I'm glad that you said that about the employees because it's also up to you to set your clock because I don't know about you, I'm sure. I've been in Zoom meetings all day. There's some days you just this don't This is move. my fifth meeting for yeah. the day, yes. <laughs> well, and there's days that you just don't move much mm -hmm. and you can change that. Instead of scheduling back to back to back to back Zoom meetings, give yourself 15 minutes before meetings. Get up, stretch, walk around, do something, take a walk outside, because otherwise it, it's so unhealthy what we're doing for ourselves in this never-ending quest to get all of this stuff done. That is very true. And something else that I wanted to add, because now we're at the season that it gets dark outside right away. As a sunset lover, I'm very mad at it because I would love to go like at six, seven or eight o'clock sometimes just to watch the sunset. Something maybe we can change. What I start doing is sleeping early and waking up earlier. So at least you can enjoy the sunrise because you still feel like the daylight, you know, it's still the same. It just kind of shifted a little bit, if that makes yeah. sense. So, and it's a personal choice and it's a personal responsibility. There are other people that are saying, you know what, I want to give myself the gift of a couple more minutes or a couple more hours of sleep. Yeah. But, but we choose what our priorities are and we choose, you know, to find joy at, at some point every day, just if it, even if it's for a couple minutes, it's for a sunrise. Oh, it's super important. I was another meeting earlier and I was saying, I started dancing recently. Like I would do my music and I'll post it on social media for like the last two weeks. And today I had three different people send me videos dancing. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. At least hype up to something is too much. Oh goodness. Yep. A really important thing is too though, because with employees, now pretty much everybody can work from home. For example, Jacksonville, it is a big city. We do have a lot of headquarters that moved here, but Jacksonville itself, which I'm sure it's like a lot of cities out there, companies were suffering for talents. Well, now they're not because people are working from home. So there's no borders between states, no limitations. Right. But the negative side effects that I've seen with this is that big companies are letting people go because they can hire somebody else from another state for less. What can, like, is, I don't find that ethical. I find it smart business tactic because of course expenses, but what can we as employees do to stay up to date, student mentality or stay up to date on our skills? Like, what would you suggest to not get lost in this craziness? Right. Well, professional development is certainly a part of that. Goodness knows there is so much information online. So many courses you could take for free right now. There are other ones. I mean, I invest in myself all the time, not only from a time standpoint, but also, you know, from a financial standpoint too. But when it comes to letting your boss know you know, I just signed up for the, I just took this online course. This is what I learned. This is why I'm doing it. Maybe it sounds, you're, you're saying, oh, that sounds too braggy. I'm not going to do that. No, you are differentiating yourself because there's only maybe three to 5% of the population that actively invests in professional development. So if you are one of those people you're, you're setting yourself apart from all of the other people that your boss could have working for him or her. And now they're saying, well, I can get somebody cheaper, but yeah, but that person doesn't go above and beyond. They're not learning. They're not in that continuous growth mode that this employee is. 
it has hurt some businesses, but it has also helped others because maybe you have a, a company that, you know, uh, um, businesses that are in an area that, you know, an Amazon just came over and swooped up all the employees in that area. So they're not able to find talent because maybe they can't pay what Amazon is paying. But now they have additional flexibility to find people in other areas that maybe they, they couldn't hire before. I was speaking at a conference recently and we had the, you know, the night before happy hour, which was of course online, but they brought in a dueling piano group. So this man and this woman, they had their little dueling piano set up. It was in New York City. And so this duo has expanded their entire business because before they were only playing in the New York City area. It was New York City companies that were coming to see them. And now they were exposed to people from all over the country because they were doing it. And I mean, they had requests and they had energy and, you know, and it was, it was really a lot of fun, which goes back to the technology that we have, which goes back to utilizing it in creative ways. But it's given us much more exposure to markets that we didn't have before. I love it because you're looking at it and it's it's those innovators and it's those that can think outside of the box that can definitely escalate the business at, during this times. What would you say maybe for the employee that is not as experienced? Like you might have an employee that has been with a company for 10 years. They already have built the credibility. The company knows like, hey, like Romina goes above and beyond, but then Romina too, she is new and she doesn't like it's easy replace. I don't want to use easy replace because I feel like I'm offending somebody, but the, the investment that we made on Romina two, it's not as much as a Romina one. So we can retrain or we can develop somebody at that stage. What did you say for that Romina two person, like for them to still stand out? Well, I think that from a company standpoint, and I tell my clients this all the time, you hire more slowly and you fire more quickly. So if Romina too comes in and she goes through the whole interview process and we determine that she is a great fit from a culture standpoint, she fits in, her colleagues like her and all of those kind of things, that number one, we start before Romina even starts with the company and we send her a welcome video and we can't wait to see you and maybe we send her a gift of swag so that she has a company t-shirt and hats and stuff like Build that. Build that impulse. Yeah. And then knowing that we've already made a good hire, now we have to make sure that we're onboarding um, effectively. I had one of my clients I was just talking to, they used to have a two-week onboarding period. They've extended that to four weeks because now they're, they're having these cohort groups that all start at the same time and they're going through the different training and they're learning what's going on in the plant and they're meeting each other and building those relationships because now, you know, Romina too goes to lunch with a person the first day and she's got a tight knit group of people. So it's, she wants to shine because now she's in all these other people who are at the exact same point that she is. And she also knows that the company's investing in her to keep her on board. So as long as you know, you're, you're making the right hires to begin with mm -hmm. and making sure that that employee really wants to work there, you know, those are some of the things you can do. I know a couple of years ago, I, I had the opportunity to, to, to tour Zappos, you know, in Las Vegas. And they actually have a thing 
that when you go through the interview process and they make you an offer, they will hand you a check for $4,000 not to take the job. And you can have the check is good, but if you decide to take that $4,000 check, you will never work at Zappos again. Because what they want to do is they want to make sure that people have more of a commitment. They want to work there versus it being the, just, just the money. The money. They want and to see that turn- long term. Yeah. And their turnover is really low because they have people who really want to work there. That is very interesting because, yeah, you can definitely test somebody if they're thinking about a long-term investment or if they're thinking about, I just need a job to pay my bills for right now. Yeah, companies want those dedicated employees. There's like, yes, the money, but this is like a full package, not just the money. Right. Can, can you even negotiate? Do you think you can even negotiate salary raises during uh, everything going on? As long as you are in what the market is paying and you have the skills, mm-hmm. you know, for me as a speaker, it's really been all over the board because you're going from, it's a, a, a different feeling of going from a live presentation where you're in the room and talking and connecting with people to trying to build up that same relationship online. On the other hand, before when I was going to a conference, you know, I would show up, they would mic me up, hand me a microphone, I'd go on stage, do my thing, and that was it. Well, now, I have to make sure the lights work, the tech works, the sound works, the internet works. It's 10 times harder to do a virtual program, but we're still in kind of that learning. So I think it's being smart. If you have a skill that people need, like welding, for example, Mm -hmm. you can pretty much write your own ticket if you're in that kind of high demand type of work. But if you're competing along with everybody else um, with a similar skill set and you're not doing something to, to really set yourself apart, it's just being smart about choosing the right opportunity for you. Because if you join the company that's the right opportunity for you, over time, there's going to be time to grow and you're going to have a lot more self-satisfaction out of that decision. I see. I actually wanted to ask you before we do jump into the to the last questions too. I was curious on an article recently, I read that one of the industries that is actually super hiring a lot of people, it's the mortgage industry because they have the perseverance phase three months or six months. But something that the companies are running into is because right now they're short staff, like they kept the employees, but they're short staff because of the overflow of the calls or the new regulations and the loss that took place. Mm -hmm. And one thing that is happening is that because of the overflow, they're not training the, the customer service agents enough. And customer service agents are confused to what they're supposed to do. And a call, for example, if you give somebody right training, let's say the training took four weeks, right? But if you extend it to six weeks, the average call would have been five minutes instead of 20, 30 minutes. Right. Training is such an important part. And unfortunately, when times are tough, it's one of the very first things that gets cut. And it should be one of the very last things that get cut. Because it, it, like I think about uh, right now, going out to eat at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the you know back in the day, seven months ago, we didn't even think about it. Hey, you hungry? Let's go grab something to eat. And we looked to have a good experience, but you know if we didn't, it was fine. We'd be going out in a couple of days anyway. Yeah. Now, 
it's like the, we, we go out once a month maybe to eat and it has to be a good experience or else I may never go back again, you know, when all of this goes down. So if you're not training your staff to take care of employees and they have that one bad experience in a time where they're not having a lot of experiences, they're not coming back. Yeah, that because it, it, it averages out, but that one is just... That one can be the one. And the thing is that now, not only am I mad at your restaurant and I know I'm never coming back, but now I'm going on social media and saying, oh my goodness, I can't believe what happened. And now I'm telling all my friends who tell their friends and so on and so on. That, that is so true though, because typically you would like average out like, hey, like you can go three or four, you have one time bad experience, it's fine. But now it's just that one because right. you have so, so much high impulse, like I'm going out. Like it's a thing now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like we covered the most important things. I, I definitely want to thank you for touching base towards just, you know, how to stay competitive because I feel like we, uh, on the employees, like it's very overloaded sometimes towards like, okay, well, how can I stay competitive? Like, so I know tomorrow I'm not going to get a call and be like, Hey, sorry, we have to let you go. For example. Right. Right. Also, I just thought of this too, before we jump to the last part, what do you think about the generations? Because like my, my dad does not know how to use computer, for example, but mm -hmm. you know, like zoom and all that fun stuff, but he can do the basics on a computer. How do you think switching to full technology at home affects employees too that maybe sometimes they would be able to have that help or IT or little assistance in the office. Well, first of all, the the younger generations, millennials and Gen Z, you know, they were raised with technology, so it's easier for them. So we do have to come to some understanding if you still have some baby boomers that you're working with. But on the other hand, it's um, being afraid or not knowing technology is no longer an excuse. And so it takes a time, like you had mentioned YouTube. I do searches all day long on things. And the funniest thing is if I have a choice between watching a two minute YouTube video and a 20 minute YouTube video, I would take the two minute video anytime because I want to get in there. I want to get the information, get out. And sometimes, you know, they're not very good, you know, like with anything. But there are some times that I will literally be going through those videos and be doing it at the same time. Pause the video, do what they're saying. Pause the video, do what they're saying. So stop being afraid of technology because number one, it's gotten so much easier. And if you want to connect with your people using things like Zoom and encouraging people to come on camera. Because this way you can kind of see how their day is going. You can see those facial expressions and continue to have those relationships that maybe you wouldn't have had before if you were just talking on the phone or, you know, had the black screen with the white name on it, which, you know, was really no fun to talk to. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that is so true. YouTube really has some great solutions. It taught me how to launch a podcast. Yep. I was like, step by step, what do I do last year? Mm -hmm. Step by step. Oh goodness. I'm sure you, you know, you're not just staying in one place, even though you're working from home, like you've been doing for years, you've disciplined yep. yourself to be, you know, very successful at it too. But is there any exciting project that you're working towards? I know you have a lot of speaking, you know, events turning from live to virtual, but what's a, what's something cool something new that you would like to share with us so the audience can absolutely log into it also. 
Well, I just finished a three-day virtual summit called the Employee Retention Summit for Manufacturers, and it is now actually downloadable uh, with all of the interviews and everything on there. And that was four months worth of, of working and interviewing people and learning the technology and creating the websites and creating the graphics. And it was exhausting, but again, you know, I, I learned it and it was a great experience and something that if if I was um, speaking as much as I had planned to speak this fall, I would have never had time to do it. So we look at some of the gifts that had, have come out of COVID. As far as uh, future projects, now I'm really looking at what that launch is going to be of turning it into some kind of membership site, creating a product out of it, and just keep going forward with the tools that I started for the summit mm -hmm. and just continuing to learn. And there is a podcast on my horizon at some point. I just haven't made that plunge yet. <laughs> well, if you do have podcast questions, feel more than free. It's a, uh, it's a whole nother world when you first, yeah. you know, look at it and then you just more dive in. You're just like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I would love to also know the answer for your personal definition of success. My definition of success is doing something that makes you happy, um, being able to support yourself doing it, and surrounding yourself with people that you love and cats that you love. <laughs> so. I love the end. Don't forget the last cool part. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually surprised Tinkerbell didn't come in and join us at some point today. Oh my goodness. She was on a couple of my earlier Zoom calls, so, you know. Well, my little munchkin puppy is napping under the couch there, so <laughs> she's taking a break while mom works. <laughs> there you go. There you oh go. my goodness. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on today's podcast, and for you guys, make sure to look at the show notes. All the links to connect with Lisa will be right there, so if you're feeling lazy, it's just a tap away. And then, don't forget, now and all we're doing videos on, on top of the audio so if you guys want to see our pretty faces definitely on youtube on our website connectwithromina.com as well as on facebook lisa thank you so so much for being a part of the show you're very welcome it was my pleasure thank you and you guys make sure to tune in next tuesday too for another as awesome episode just like this one